We are live. JW Mega Wag Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And today, you're in for a special face mask treat. Please welcome to the show, Chrome C. We got Paul and Mike on the line. How's it going, you guys? Yeah, here in, um, gosh, I don't even know what to call it anymore. Gosh, I remember, you know, two months on the station, two months ago, thinking that, what is this? And now here we are. We're doing it. Yeah. So I know you guys got a lot of uh, um, some exciting projects that you've been working on. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this is the time to do it, huh? Yeah, a lot of time to get some hard work done and really focus. Yeah, I think uh, I think it. Yeah, this is definitely the time. You guys, you got to do something, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. We've been uh, recording plenty, for sure. Yeah. Um, we were just musing yesterday with uh, friends about like you know the wave of musical releases that are going to happen like post COVID. You know, we're already kind of in it right now, but there's just going to be so much material recorded right now, and I'm like pretty excited for that. It's happening at this very second. It's even in a, yeah. po- in a podcast form happening right now. Totally. It's cool. It's just, you know. Maybe in San Francisco, in the Mission District. It is, yeah. It's like art through the sound waves. Yeah. Wild stuff, man. There's wild stuff. It's cool. And um, we got an open mic here up on the street. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, we're being conscious about, you know, the space. I also saw something the other day at Lake Merritt, which was very, very cool. You know, somebody out there you know, doing a stand-up uh, show and everyone's, you know, being responsible about it and being six feet apart. And I don't know. It's, um, there's something organically kind of in the art. I don't know. This is definitely a time to be an artist. Yeah, that's great. You got to keep your spirits up with that. Yeah. 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 So, um, I know that, uh, gosh, you know, as I also noticed a lot of the, the videography and the, uh, and the um, details and the lo- yeah and everything that you guys have it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool. So this uh, this song "Rabbit Hole" that you have out and um, on SoundCloud, um, I have a rat. I don't know. Rabbits are I love rabbits. That's a great. I don't know. It's always fun to you know you just think about a big you know bunny somewhere, but. Um, so I was going to go ahead and uh, let the listeners uh, listen to this song, Rabbit Hole. Um, when you guys were creating this song, I mean, w- did you guys record it here in the Bay Area? or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is all home recordings. Um, we each have our own recording set up individually at home. Uh, so we're always uh, tinkering away at stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and um, uh, jump into this song, Rabbit Hole. You can find it was at Chrome C on uh, SoundCloud and Spotify and also on Mutiny oh, Radio. Everything, really. Yeah, you guys are in everything. Anywhere you yeah, can find the music. Whole shebang. Out you on the street. Us, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Under, under mask rock, on. <laughs> under other people's cars, you know, if you like look. Yeah. Here we go. Here's a rabbit hole. Thank you. 
Yeah, so that is a fun song. There's a lot of uh there's a lot of action in that song. Yeah, we uh just found a bunch of drum loops, um built it around the riff that I had and just kind of built it from scratch. Uh, I think that was one of the tracks that happened really quickly for us. Just wanted to get it down and dirty, grimy. Um, didn't really have a plan for the song. It just kind of happened. Yeah. I don't even remember how we recorded a lot of like the loops initially. But it was just like, it's you so know, fun. just raw creativity. And a lot of stuff from that period. It's organic. Just like smack it together, see what happens. We didn't really have an end result in mind. Um, I have to give Mike most of the credit, honestly, for the, um, uh, for the arrangement and everything. He basically like brought it to me one day. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, we can work with this. <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, sometimes that's just what happens, you know? A little burst of inspo. And then, you know, we uh, we just spent some time tweaking in, making sure to have as much fun with it as possible. And, you know, people seem to enjoy it, which is really nice. It's a good feeling. Yeah. I um, I definitely really enjoy that, that song. And um, I like that the name title... And what I like about this, I don't know, this song is I feel like I'm in this, like I'm in this action movie. And I don't know, well, it's so cool. But I think of Mike too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty badass. That's like the ultimate badass. I feel like, yeah, and, I, and I've been there too, I think, you know, the art, other artists out there listening in where something just organically comes together. And when you're in the studio and it's like, man, could you even, like I've, I've had that before. It's like, could you even, yeah, I mean, that's, that's cool. Yeah, so how did you... I know that I ran into you guys. Gosh, where was it? Um, Cafe de Nord back in January. Oh, yeah. That what? Was the, uh, Doer King Willow show. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> wow. It was like five years ago. It seems... Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> to think it's been so long. Yeah, it's... um, It's... Yeah, it's amazing how much has changed since then. I, um, I know that, you know, you guys... Everyone, you know, we have it's a creative circle. There's everyone's, you know, creating that, but, um, you know, music projects. But, yeah, I remember, um, I think, yeah, we had something on Leap Year. Leap Year was the last time I remember seeing, or maybe, yeah, somewhere around then. It was just like, then after that, it just seemed like the whole world just stopped. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of both enjoy and appreciate that. I do as well. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're listening to new art that, like this this song and just the artistic things that are coming out of this, you know. Oh, totally. I mean, it's it's a pace of life that, life that I'm not unaccustomed to. You know, I spent the last decade or so in, in Vermont, which is uh, mostly, I don't know, it just has its own, it's like its own time zone, that state. Everything moves very, very slowly, regardless of where you are. And so, you know, right now kind of feels like spending your time sort of like uh, in a dreary Vermont winter, except the only difference is that you're just in sunny San Francisco. Um, uh, you know, you don't leave your house as much, and you just spend more time reading and listening to music and making things on your own. And You know, there's definitely a piece to that kind of pace. I was getting a little bit tired of, like, the breakneck city pace that, you know, San Francisco can sometimes have. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely, I think, you know, everyone, you could feel that too, walking around the city now, it's just, I feel like people are a little more open to like, 
don't know, you see somebody playing guitar or someone playing some music on the street and doing something creative, they're a little more open-minded to it because so much of the, the you know, so much of California is furloughing or um, not working right right now. So I feel like, totally. yeah, I, um, yeah, so I know, you know, when you and Mike, how did you and Mike meet? How did you guys uh, put this all together? Just curious. Um, Probably about a year and a, a couple months ago, um, just a friend of a friend hooked us up because just a, on a hunch, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's that simple, you know. It's cool. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I was talking to somebody else today, or actually yesterday, somebody named Sarah Jane. She hosts this uh, open mic at Starry Plow when it's open in Berkeley. And so um, I had met up with her and Sean Valentine, some other folks last night, and they were talking talking about L.A. versus San Francisco and that in, you know, in San Francisco, it's pretty easy to, like, run into somebody. Like, I've totally, like, ran into people multiple times just just walking around the city. It's like, okay, you know, it's more like that. Where in L.A. is just everything's so spread out the chances of, you know, likely running into somebody are a lot slimmer. Um, but It's such a sprawl down there, man. But, yeah, SF is really a small city, for sure. Yeah, it's a small city with a big energy. Yeah, there's something about it. It's magical. Yeah, it's dense. It's dense. I feel like as you get, like, more into, you know, we're out here in the outer sunset right now, but I feel like once you get into, you know, what I consider, like, the city part of the city, that's less of, like, the towny part, it's it's kind of dense in a similar way to, like, New York, you know what I mean? If you're walking around, like, your neighborhood or, or whatever, out in a place like that or, or Boston or you know, these more clustered cities, you know, you, you, you will run into somebody that you've met before, you know? Um, Gosh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's the sprawl that kind of divides people. I feel like <laughs> in a place like L.A., you'd need more of a mission, like a goal. You have to go out specifically to meet people or this or that. But, you know, SF can have this kind of spontaneous energy. Yeah, I mean, if you could recognize somebody with a mask on. At this point, yeah, <laughs> it's like somebody... actually, yeah, I've had a few difficult moments where I'm like, <laughs> do I know that person? <laughs> That's happened to me at least one time that I could remember where I was meeting someone and I obviously didn't recognize this person with a mask on. So I was just kind of like, why are you, you know, what do you want from me? I was kind of like, what's going on? And it took me a second because everyone's got their own different kind of mask thing going on, right? Um, like, oh. like, I think, you know, bandanas, you got, you know, the, the medical ones and um i don't know i've seen some pretty creative ones too i saw someone walking down the street with a hulk mask nice it was kind of i don't know it was it was mysterious yeah it was just like kind of thinking yeah. at first like, was wearing the this person's wearing a mask just because it's mandatory too and that's the only mask that they have is some halloween I mean, we, we mask we may as well have like fun with it you know if we can May as well. I mean, I have a nice floral mask that, you know, my mom has some creative friends, and so someone just knitted one together and was like, "Oh, hey, send this, send send some of my masks to your kid." <laughs> you know, like cool. <laughs> yeah, that's totally um, cool. I wish I would have lucked out in that category. I've been, I don't know, I've been. Yeah. <laughs> I've been. Swans has some cool masks. I actually recently ordered one of Swans masks. The band. 
Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd seen something. I forget where it was. Somebody wearing a mask and someone had sewed into the mask. It says, vote. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty forward. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it'd be fun to have, like, well, we gave away a, a, a Stormtrooper mask um, a couple weeks ago. Um, oh, nice. On the Dr. Striker. Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, yeah, so, I mean, now you guys are here now, a year later, and you guys came up with this material and collaborated. Um, have you, I don't know, are you are to that point, I mean, like, where you're thinking about maybe, I mean, there's no way you could play. That's kind of where I'm at, too, and everyone else. It's just like, we can't go and play at venues, so, but we got to play and do something somewhere, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were, like, right on the cusp of thinking about these songs and how to do them live um, between the both of us. Uh, and now, yeah, that, that this whole thing hit, we're, we're really thinking of how we can do online sessions and live streams and whatnot. Um, and then just, yeah, just thinking about the community, um, what types of places we want to we wanna hit up. I think it'd be really fun. I, I don't know. Do, I don't know. The... Um I haven't seen anyone actually. I've maybe seen it a couple times. Like you go to the park and you'll see somebody playing like a like a set, and you know it's pretty cool. Um, but if there was some sort of an open mic situation at a park, like at Dolores or um, you know maybe at Lake Merritt or or somewhere, I'd seen something the other day. I thought that was pretty cool. Like you'd just be out in the, the open air and and having some live entertainment, like at a park. Um, it would be nice. Uh, we do have more sort of like ambient style, um, like pieces, um, more like long form and more just really, really raw, like delayed and reverb guitar stuff. Um, so we could totally see doing live in, the, in that format. That'd be so. I mean, I could just see that. You know, I'm a. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a big. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the art noise. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, we definitely do plenty of that. <laughs> it's not just the uh, the trippy hip hop stuff. Oh man. Yeah, I feel like you gotta break the rules. You know, I feel like if you're an artist or something, it's like you kind of gotta invent your own. I mean, it's good if you invent your own philosophy. If not, then I don't know. I mean, like, I've had it before. I, I think I was in the back of a of an open mic. <laughs> there was somebody that said, I don't know, they were like a blues guitar. So, like, a, it was it was funny. I would walked in. I had some walked into this diner in San Luis Obispo a couple years ago, and uh, it was a two-seater um, booth. And I go, and I'm sitting down, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm weird about my hands. Even back then, I always needed to wash my hands. So I went and washed my hands, came back, and somebody started, someone sat across from me in the booth, and it was somebody that was just there alone, too. So I was just like, oh, forget it. I'm just here alone. So we just started talking. This guy turned out to be a blues guitarist from um, from New York, and he was talking about how he thought Jimmy Page was the worst guitarist of all time. And I remember thinking, I was just like, wow, is this guy really saying this? Um, and I was, it was just, everyone has their own opinion, but I guess if you were like a blues guitar player, 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe you want to be all political like that. Um, that, you know, if they were calling Led Zeppelin, like, blues, then maybe he took that as, I don't know. Well, they're not blue. I don't know. It just seems kind of, it's noise, right? It's wrong. I don't know. It's just like, and I like all just just doing noise. It. That's the way I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, one one can have like you know plus or minuses in terms of like their opinions about it, like this binary good or bad thing going on. But yeah, ultimately it just comes down to taste. I could see why like Led Zeppelin would be offensive to blues <laughs> guitarist if you're like a pure, like you're a purist. Like I think Eric Clapton, like even kind of like hated on them back in the day or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like. No, no sense like bringing any one thing down as like worst you know i don't think that really has any function yeah i don't know yeah i mean like i look at it as art and totally and with with music you know through i mean arts through the the sound wave so I, I don't know it's really fun and i really like what you guys did and how you put it together and that that video a couple of these videos that i'd seen how the music kind of goes with it. You guys got the whole thing going. Oh, oh yeah, on the YouTube cinematic. Yeah, the cinematic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cinematic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, uh, we'll be doing like full-on music videos in the not too distant future. But we have plenty more like visualizers like that loaded up as well. There's, uh, you know, definitely a multimedia component to chromacy and um uh, we probably shoot video and photographs for the project just as much as we record music or anything like that um and uh you know as the year goes on we'll definitely have a lot more content for like both us and our other artists that are local and our friends you know up on the youtube yeah that's yeah it's um yeah, so I, I know that you have this other track, uh, Pacifica, so I was going to let everyone listen in, um, and I wanted to wish everyone it was a happy 420 out there. They wouldn't sit back with a marijuana cigarette in their hand. I don't know. Um, yeah, so here is, uh, here's another track by uh, Chrome C. Here we got uh, Mike and Paul on the show right now, uh, mutiradio.fm. Here is one of their latest uh, singles just dropped. You can find it anywhere, Spotify, SoundCloud, and this song is called Pacifica.
That is a fun track. Did I hear some seagulls at the end? Yes. Totally. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. I ah yeah I mean uh there was somebody it was Sung Q I uh they're a local band here and they had frogs in the background they have the wildlife in the background as an extra dimension. Mm-hmm. And then um gosh you know you know as far as going to these massage therapist places they they have like that um that animal noise or that ocean noise in the background i've heard of that before but yeah totally. into it very cool have you ever heard of dan gibson i can't i i can't think of who that is at the right now is um, he well so he was a famous uh um he's basically like a sound archivist he went and he recorded a lot of like uh, high fidelity, like natural sounds and stuff, whether it be for documentary or whatever. So he's a scientist, but what he is most famous for was he would contract out composers to compose uh, pieces incorporating like the sounds of like certain regions, like the Arctic or like the grasslands of some like country. And he'd specifically like mix in like bird sounds and the wind and like this or that. He has like I don't know probably a hundred plus albums released under his project called Solitudes, and they're like a little bit cheesy, but I personally like love them and find them very inspiring. Yeah, I get uh, that's cool. I feel like there's a lot of people maybe that wouldn't notice that either. Like maybe you you know the second time maybe you wouldn't notice that at first, but that is so cool to uh, um to put that into your uh, your art. Know that I um I think gosh I wonder like making some noise on Muni that the Muni noise or something like have that beep not I'm we not talking about that this but just sure. in general like to take like noises from from anything I'm sure that, I mean the yeah Dan or Gibson yeah and that's that's really the point of the music too and you know, whether or not we're overt about it right away but we we really want the listener to really immerse themselves in this headspace, this environment um, of meditation and zoning out and really taking in everything, um, whether you're at home on your headphones on your bed or you're you're in uh, sutro baths, um, taking everything in and being outside and feeling the wind and, you know, um, it's it's one of our our goals with the project for sure yeah it's got that uh it's got that feeling so gosh i just i feel like there there's an opportunity to to go and i don't know there was a uh, i remember the first thing was in february when i'd seen it on the um on the news that uh there was some like uh, somebody in italy that was playing this music off of their their deck or their balcony and someone had shot a video of it. I don't know if you guys remember that. But um I could just totally I feel like I'm there, like on the beach and the and the seagulls are just flying by. Like I literally <laughs> just felt like I was there. And I'm Hell sitting yeah, here, you know? Maybe somebody out there is. But um Oh, definitely. Yeah, somebody's out there. I feel like everyone, a little bit in their imagination, they're kicking back on the beach somewhere. Totally. You know, we got to make do with uh, what's going on right now. And we felt like uh, 
you know, now was the perfect time to start releasing music that like evokes this kind of imagery, especially when, you know, we can't really go out and enjoy it right now. So, um, theoretically, I'm doing air quotes right now, by the way, <laughs> That's great. of going out <laughs> quite a philosopher. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, there's all this madness going on. I mean, it's just like, you don't want to talk about it because it doesn't make it better. So then you just make some lemonade, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's some, this is some, uh, this is some quarantine lemonade going on here for two months. That'd be a good name for a podcast right there. Quarantine, quarantine lemonade. lemonade. Yeah. Gosh, I can go for a lemonade right now. I think that really clinched, clinched the thirst here. Totally. I, personally, I've been making a lot of iced tea. Wow, what kind of uh, what kind of tea are you brewing up over there? Um, yesterday I cold brewed an Iceland shot. That was pretty sweet. Wow, that sounds gourmet <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't know. I uh, just had seen um this um this article uh, of this restaurant that I worked at in college in San Luis Obispo uh, that reopened for the first night uh, where they have dine-in. So they're able to, you're able to dine in there. So the restaurant Giuseppe's um, in, uh, off of Monterey Street in San Luis Obispo, you could actually go into a restaurant and sit down and eat Whoa. and drink. And I'm just thinking like, what? When I saw that, I, I've, I immediately was like, oh my God, is this real? I feel like that's kind of what it is. You lock yourself and everyone else, I mean, you know, is in a similar situation. You just, you lock yourself in a room or your house or your, your car, or maybe you're an essential worker, but you can only, you go on for this long. You know, you're thinking that it's going to be April 3rd. Then you're saying it's going to be the end of April. Then you're saying it's the end of May. Now it's going to be until the end of June. And then it's like this phase two is turned into phase two a like what? <laughs> I thought it was one, two, three, <laughs> two A. You know, what I mean, it's just like whatever it is. I just uh, I know that everyone in there is kind of a similar thing. It's just like make some quarantine lemonade. I it, yeah. hilarious. It enough, is dreary. I thought I was the only one building a garden right now. <laughs> oh no! I was just like, oh my god, there's probably so many people. I was just like, this is the most. I mean, I could really call myself a plant dad at this point. I feel like I've oh. gone to that point. I don't know. I mean, I never would have doubted you, you know. <laughs> I knew I knew you could get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what it was. So it seemed a little, like, extreme, you know. I, I know that you guys probably went through, too. And even when you were recording this, in the process of even recording this, all this is happening. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I remember, yeah, it's um, thinking that I was going to adopt a dog. That's what I was going to do. I was just like, I just all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, you know what? I was, I'm not going to be getting, I'm not going to be going out to any shows, doing anything for the next two months. I'm like, what am I going to do? I should adopt a pet. And so that's what I originally was thinking. I was just like, oh, I was thinking about adopting a pet. Well, SPCA is closed, so I'd have to adopt from a breeder. So I'd have to get a, like a little puppy dog. Yeah. And then um, I was thinking, I was like, gosh, you know, that seems pretty extreme. Maybe I should like prove that I could be a plant parent first. And that I could take care of a plant before I adopted a, a, a dog, you know. Um, 
so far, I guess it's a uh, it's going all right. So I got a little pesto, uh, a minty pesto garden. Oh, bunch nice. of grass, yeah. Some flavored grass. Um, yeah. So I mean, I know you guys have been out, you know, really at it. I could tell. Um, you know, in the in the studio with with these songs. I just oh, yeah, there's so much going hours. there's so much going on and that's what I like about it too is that there's so much going on and it's therapeutic like I don't know this the synths and some of the noise that you're making in the background just man this is just like really relaxing like you were saying like you're just wherever you are you know and whatever you're doing whether you're in San Francisco or you know anywhere else I don't get political, but um, that if you listen to this song, that you're just, it's like therapy. I don't know. There's something about that. I feel similar to jazz, too. I mean, because with jazz, there's not, I feel like sometimes the lyrics and, you know, with rock and roll and other, you know, things where the lyrics can kind of dominate a song, but to actually just have the ambient music and the the sounds that you guys are making I don't know. I mean, it's um. I could I could listen to this. I think you know, right before I think I'm about to lose my mind, if I if I played these tracks, I would just everything is going to be all right. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not rabbit hole. Rabbit hole might throw you into action mode. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, you're you're totally dead on. We were hoping to. Uh, I mean, we are taking some cues from maybe not jazz directly, but but some people that definitely take some cues from jazz, like whether it be like Massive Attack or Bonobo. You know, we're we're trying to incorporate like um, like the musical complexity to these things that make people want to maybe give it that second pass or third pass or some kind of like some you know. Uh, you know, that special something that makes you want to keep, like, listening to these tracks as opposed to a lot of, like, you know, the current trends and, like, laid-back, down-tempo hip-hop music, like, i.e. lo-fi, where it, it sounds somewhat homogenous, you know, where it takes, like, very direct cues from jazz and it, like, simplifies it and it all, it, you know, there are, there are a lot of gems in that genre, but a lot of it right now to us is just sounding the same. So we're trying to take something that's like an alternative for people that like that kind of thing, but also like can appreciate something that has like a little bit of that, like, you know, like extra complexity that, that might, um, that might make you want to think about either it or, or stuff, you know, we're trying to, to give something for people to latch on to if they really do want to like pay close attention to what's going on musically. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely for me, at least right now in these times, you know, to to listen to some ambient music um, seems to be the way to go, you know. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun um, experimenting. That's also kind of our philosophy is just to get together in the studio, lay out all the pedals, all the, all the fun toys. Um, you know, and not to use those as a crutch, but, you know, we're meticulously thinking about how we want to, um, you know, maybe capture a sound, go for it, um, and just have fun with it and see what happens. 
That is fun. It's fun when it works out that way. I maybe had that happen totally. maybe like a couple of times um, when I'm messing around, you know, with a with a synthesizer, like a drum synthesizer. I don't know if I showed you it, but every once yeah. in a while, it just like it really, it really all the, you know, elements just come together all at once. It's like, oh man, this is just. It almost feels like you said, like it it just creates itself, almost. Totally. And that's, that's exactly what good art should do, in my opinion. Good art should sort of just have its own natural conclusion. And, and the same is true with good collaboration. Like, you know, uh, I recently – so I, I used to have a band in Vermont called Doll Gods, and I recently sent uh, a few, like, just scratch tracks to our lead vocalist um, just so that – just to see what she thought up. And it's funny – to see that even after two years of like maybe three of having not made any music together what she put down vocally was like exactly what i wanted her to do without even like telling her so i you know i i don't credit that to myself i credit that to like you know music in in general like like if uh if if a piece needs something it's going to get that thing regardless of who adds it to it there's just a next step that makes the most sense and uh, any any creation of yours or any collaboration should take on its own life and just like sort of add to itself organically because it, it is at the end of the day it's separate from you it might come from your brain quote unquote but it's not something that belongs to you it it, it is its own thing yeah I can see that I <laughs> here's this uh so I was in this um. I was telling you just far as like being in a band and collaborating um, with other artists. Uh, I was in a band, um, gosh, I could have been in a couple bands uh, since then, but um, in 2014 um, where our drummer um, decided that, um, yeah, so we lost our vocalist. And so I, um, I went up there and was doing vocals. He was like, oh yeah, you should do this. But then I was just like, I don't know if, because it was pretty screamo. If you can imagine me like screaming, like, like, oh yeah, like, oh well, that's kind of <laughs> scary. That's kind of scary. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, if, for me, I just didn't. I didn't feel comfortable because, for as far as my artistic integrity, I just didn't think I went with it. But I loved playing bass in the band, like just making the loud noise. But like vocally, like if you're if you're able to collaborate with other musicians where you feel like this this works, I feel like that's that's rare and that's something that's really great um that if you you find that that's a that's a cool thing yeah the, acknowledging you know the integrity there and and staying in your lane and just knowing what each song needs um is real important for sure um and that's what it's all about is you know is just cultivating this this thing out of thin air um, you know, there's some you know, spiritual content to that, where you're just capturing it, and that's that's the point, really, of art, is to translate that. You're the conduit, and you're just capturing it and putting it out into the world. Capturing it out of thin air at mutinyradio.fm right now. Just putting your hand out there and <laughs> catching it in thin air. That's so great. I mean, I feel like that's it's, uh, yeah, I mean, when you find that and that that art um, outlet or that creative outlet, and that's um, 
Yeah, I mean, you're just putting out there thin air. I mean, that's uh, that's the best way to put it. And if if you can find somebody who's a conduit or translator or whatever matches yours, then it's just like that much more powerful. Like you said, I know I'm definitely really lucky to have found Mike as a just a collaborator and uh, you know a good good friend. Yeah. Every once in a while, you know, gosh, you know, it was funny is uh, the other day I was actually walking back to my car. I'd parked it at Dolores Park and I was walking, I think I walked down to the station and then um, I was walking, you know, to the grocery store and I was walking back to the place and I had my guitars on me. And so the reason why I bring two guitars with me is because it's just like, you know what, man, I just like, I feel like no matter where I'm at, like if I'm at a park or if I'm on the street, depending on the mood and where I'm at, I'll be like, oh, damn, I should have brought the electric or I should have brought the acoustic, vice versa. But um, I had met somebody on the street. And so somebody, when somebody asks you if you play, there's a pretty good chance that they play too. <laughs> I've noticed that. I mean, like, why, why, would you ask, why would you ask about the guitar? I mean, like... That's a that's a connection, you know. Um, it's just uh, I I feel like I don't know. There's enough foot trap. No, there's not really any foot trap. It's really interesting right now, what to do. But um, I feel like you know if you capture it in a virtual kind of world, in an audio kind of world where you're out there doing it on the street or at the beach, um, that it's almost like teleporting there. Or that you feel yeah. like you're there. Like when you listen to the track or you see the video, you just, you're there. Um, but I, I thought it would be funny. So um, I actually came up with the idea. I might have mentioned it to you uh, a couple months ago that it would be fun to do like a mobile podcast. Um, and to go and, and do that and capture some of the, the realness. But um, Oh, yeah, the rock stars and cars? Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, right now with this whole six feet apart thing, it's probably not something that's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> but um, I mean, it would just be fun to just go out there and interact. I've seen some of these. Um, you know, you could just you could pick up a you know rock star and go and hit the streets or something. But um, I've seen where um these uh these people have gone on and pretended to be questionably housed in New York. And they went up and they um they went and played music and then people like adored him for it and like I don't, I don't know how much of that is really like edited, but um it'd be fun to just kind of just post up on the street and just do something to get someone's reaction just to do anything you know. Um, there is this uh yeah I mean it's still this it's still happening I feel like it's even rare now more rare now. Um, that you know with everything locked down um people are people aren't as open to just jamming with a you know a stranger or talking to strangers like they normally would but um it's great to be the background noise um yeah yeah in many ways that's kind of uh it's not the explicit goal of the project but you know where we would love to be somebody's background noise and uh, I know I personally, too, like, you know, right before uh, this whole virus stuff went down, I was rigging up for uh, busking 
like I have a battery powered yes. amp and, yes. uh, you know, a portable kind of, uh, battery for my pedals and uh, a looper and a few other things. And I was totally going to hit the street just on my lonesome and hopefully with, uh, some other people that I know, um, on, you know, separate occasions or whatever, just like laying down some, some nice, like ambient washes or like acoustic music and just like riffing and you know i still have a mind to to go out and do that but you know i was hoping to do it when the world was like a little bit more populated or or whatever <laughs> yeah i don't know i just it feels like parts of it are just kind of yeah i mean but you think about it you know somebody at an apartment building everyone's sheltered in place i thought about it, and i'm just putting it out there just in the thin air but uh there's a lot of these people that are sheltering in place and they're at their house. So if you were to go and play like for a whole apartment or something, the whole apartment building would be station up funny. outside of their house. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just be on a, on a corner. <laughs> so, I mean, some of these places here, I mean, like we're on 21st in Florida, but anywhere in the city, I mean, like some of these apartment buildings are, you know, maybe, you know, four or five stories tall. And if you're on a corner somewhere where you're playing and these four buildings can hear it on a corner and then everyone walking by. That um, is a lot of people. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It's, I mean, people aren't going to go and reach in their pocket and give you change probably because of, for many reasons. I mean, that's not the, of course, that's not the only thing that matters. A few extra bucks are helpful here and there, but I would worry too. It's different, you know, when you're out and about and you have the option to like move on from someone who's busking. Whereas, I don't know, some people might love you for it, but some people might totally hate you for like blasting loud music outside of their house. Uh, I mean, even now, I, I would be apprehensive, you know. I know people like probably would appreciate, like, so one of my neighbors uh, went, and he busted out his saxophone in the backyard. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And, and that was pretty nice. But, um, uh, you know, I can't imagine that maybe everyone in the apartment complex, like, appreciated it. <laughs> you know, maybe some people were like, you know, um, like, oh, man, like, now I have to listen to this guy in his saxophone. You know, I'm yeah. trying to listen to music in my house, and I have to hear my sax playing neighbor. Was, was he, know. was he or she pretty good at playing, or was it good? Was uh, it good? Yeah, he was fine. He was, he was. I wouldn't say like he. I mean, he didn't really like play a tune or whatever. He was just like out there practicing and stuff. So it'd be like bursts of song, and you know, I definitely didn't mind it. I remember being excited that there was a man with the saxophone <laughs> out back, basically. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know what? Also, I was thinking too. It's like maybe this person. I mean, like a, a guitar. You know, it is a little easier to carry around. But maybe, you know, somebody that played the saxophone, they wouldn't have that like strapped to their back. They would be, you know, they'd have it at home. So maybe yeah, if maybe. you didn't even. It's even, also louder though, so they could pr- they could take it and have it heard in busier places. Yeah, it's much louder. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I don't know if it's heavier. Probably. It's a big hunk of metal, right? I would imagine so. Someone was telling me um, yesterday that a flute is just like the saxophone. I don't know if that's... I don't know. I think the person was pretty capable. I definitely don't know. Yeah, I have no clue either. I'm just kind of taking their word for it. But they're saying if you could play saxophone, you could play flute, you could play like the whole thing. I just... I, I hope that's true. I hope so. Yeah. That would be a lot easier, I think. I mean, 
Yeah, I right somehow there. doubt it. I bet you a, a, a flute player and a saxophone player, upon hearing that, would probably both be like, nothing alike. <laughs> yeah, know? it's possible. Throughout the, the... <laughs> kind of like guitar players and bass players or whatever, you know, if that's all they play, you know, bass players will be like, this is nothing like playing a guitar. Okay. Yeah. 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 Bass guitar. Yeah. It's fun to, to switch it up with all the instruments. I mean, you, you could play it, but maybe you wouldn't be able to play it as good as you played guitar, maybe with flute or saxophone. Like, it, maybe the notes are arranged similarly, but it's different to play. So you, you, I don't know. I don't know how that goes. I never got much into the, what's the right word? Blowing? <laughs> blowing stuff yeah i know i i Make it i never noise. did i didn't i don't know why yeah i don't know for, i mean i tried it back in the day but um uh, it was just never as fun for me as like you know i i i kind of like um when the sound's coming out of my hands <laughs> you know like I'll, I'll sing sometimes but but i'm like kind of a hands guy you know i like pressing buttons and holding down strings and stuff <laughs> yeah I feel you there. Yeah, so you have you guys gotten any noise complaints where you're at playing or doing what you're doing? No, no. Um, my neighbors are, like, pretty chill with it. And um, I specifically chose the room I have in my apartment because um, I'm facing, like, the like I'm not surrounded by anybody else's room, basically, so that I could uh, just, like, play music late at night and not disturb anybody. Like below me is a garage, above me is a dining room. To either side oh, is perfect. a kitchen, living room, and like then the outside. So, I, I I couldn't even like annoy anybody if I tried, which is good. That is great. Gosh, I had somebody um, somebody on the show a couple months ago. They'd said that they you know had a bunch of music playing, and the neighbors called the cops on them. And it was just like, well, what what's up with that? Um, <laughs> well, I guess it makes sense. Like if the first time you before you even meet somebody, if you hear the loud noise, then it's like before you know them, you just know them as the loud noise. But yeah, as your minor annoyance, you know, that is the um, that is a curse that we have to endure as musicians, potentially. You know, to some people, you're just a noise they don't like. I um, I'm surprised my myself that I hadn't got the neighbors haven't complained because. I mean, we've had bands play until like 11 o'clock, but since what I what I've managed to been able to do is go to my neighbors and pre, you know, obviously pre whatever this is, and um, you know, since I'm the candy man, you know, giving some candies <laughs> and give them, just tell them that I'm having people over. So that's that's, that's helped out. Bribe them with candy. I think that's a good policy. You definitely kill it with the parties. So you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, so the more the neighbors are starting to get in on it, and so where it is and where it's set up, um, the neighbors could actually go in their backyard and listen. So I sent out a uh, a letter to all of my neighbors, and um, for having an, an artist to come by um, on Sundays and play a thirty minute set for the neighbors. Um, so yeah, I put that out. I don't know if you guys would be up for it. Um, starting in June, I'm gonna start doing it. So um, yeah, 
it's Absolutely. especially because it's going to be nicer too and the neighbors could could hear it i don't know it's it's pretty wild i mean it, they're calling it bernal heights i think that was the weirdest thing what the f- <laughs> i feel like bernal it's heights? it's like bernal mission you know it doesn't yeah, it's, yeah it's not Bernal's not the first thing I think of when I think of your area. But, I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of around there. I mean, I love Bernal is like specifically that peak is one of my favorite places in the entire city. I just love that view. And I love the shots yeah. that you can get at like Sutro and the cityscape from there. But, you know, I think of you as, yeah, you're more like you're more like mission. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I feel like. When I before I moved there, I was contemplating the moving to the sunset, um, where you guys are. I just um, I feel like it seems like a settling down kind of place. I mean, before I was in the tenderloin uh, for four years, and that was just you know it got to a certain point. It was cool and I loved it, but my studio was just too small. I just had to get out. Yeah, I feel there was that. something about and, uh, yeah. Uh, well, you're you're totally right too about the sunset. It's more like towny. It, it kind of reminds me of of where I came from, which is like Burlington, Vermont, and uh, it's it's a bit slower out here. And um, uh, I wished I like when I moved here, I did want a little bit more of that like city living kind of thing. But the people I was like set to move in with or move with, they didn't really want it. They just wanted to go further out, which I mean. I'm, I'm, I was okay with either, but part of me, I, I still wonder what it'd be like if I lived like closer to the city, like kind of like where you're at or like in the mission or something like that, like really be in it. Yeah. I feel like anywhere in the city is a good location. I thought it was hilarious. Actually, I was in a thrash rock band called Tensack and um, one of the, one of the band members uh, him and his girlfriend lived in the sunset and he would talk shit about me and how I lived in the tenderloin. I'm like, we're in a high energy rock and roll band <laughs> and you're talking shit about me living in the tenderloin. I just couldn't believe it. Um, I think even the tenderloin is, is, is you know, great. I mean, every, I feel like that's pretty pros. rock and roll, man. Like <laughs> living in the TL, like, isn't that what it's about? Like down in it. Yeah, yeah, it's just exactly. re- it's really interesting. Uh, I feel like in the tenderloin, you know, you could be on a on a you know a, a street where on one street it's bad and the other street is and the other side of the street is fine. Like on one street, going down the street, that you know this side of the street on this block on this corner is a little rough, but then over here is fine. There was somebody that I had lived across the street from on Geary, and uh, I'd walked. I think I'd walk back to their place and dramatically how much it changed where my, where I was, it was fine. And then where they live, there's a Muni stop. So you got all these people that are just piled in front of your place when you're trying to get in, how, how much that the dynamic, you know, how it changes just in 25 feet. I thought it was interesting, you know, um, I don't know. I happen to be born a, a, a guy and, I think maybe it is different being a guy, but I don't know. I I feel like you do. It's just like going through the forest, right? And if you see a bear, I remember someone told me when I was a kid, like, if you see a bear, don't run. You just you just make yourself look like you're, you know, like you're bigger, you know? 
um, and then they run away. Um, so, I mean, that's where I kind of felt like where I was too in that part of the tenderloin is, you know, the Bart. And I don't know how much you guys have taken Barry, um, the Bart, especially probably not in a while. But um, it was a fit. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, it was a 50-50 shot where I lived. It was like Civic Center or Powell Street Station. And so Powell Street Station, you'd walk to, you know, through a bunch of tourists and crowd surf through a bunch of tourists. Or if you went down to Civic Center, it was like Lord of the Rings and you had to get past the Goblin to get there. <laughs> it was just so, Kinda. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was yeah, just I, like. I got smacked in the face one time at the Civic Center Bart Station. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a homeless dude walked up to me and was, just smacked me in the face. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> wow. That is freaking hilarious. I know. I know. I was just like, oh. I mean, he was like rambling something at me like he talked to me before. And I was just like, okay, man. I mean, like, you're going you're gonna to move on? You know? And, <laughs> I mean, he like moved on. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh, man. I uh, I think when I first moved in the neighborhood, you know, I'm a, you know, pretty generous person, and you know, if someone's homeless, I'll give them a, you know, a doll or give them some money, you know. But the problem is, is if you live in the neighborhood and you see that person again, then they expect it from you. So I know, yeah. I learned very quickly. I was just like, ah, eh, you know. Um, it's it's the um, you know not to make an unfavorable comparison, but it's the same phenomenon. It's like when you feed a stray cat, you know, it'll keep coming back to your door. Man, yeah, all I got are plants. Yeah, yeah. Well, not you know who knows for how long. You know, maybe maybe you'll be a dog dad soon enough. It could happen. I, I hope it does. Smaller personally. dog. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah. So um. We are uh, we're starting to wind down uh, to the end of the show, but I wanted to make sure um, to play these tracks again for the people that that missed them earlier on. Um, I know that you guys are on Spotify, so we got Chrome uh, Chroma C on Spotify, SoundCloud. You guys are on Instagram, um, Bandcamp, Bandcamp, YouTube, y- everywhere. Apple, Literally, MySpace. Title, yeah, catch our MySpace. Are you serious? Wow, that's no. no. Oh, you totally got me. That was awesome. You really got me. Gosh, I remember the. I'm not against it. (laughs) I think it's gonna make a comeback. You know, MySpace 2021. Oh yeah, it's coming back in full force. I think it's what the world needs. You know, I don't know. MySpace. Maybe MySpace could really make a comeback. Maybe Facebook is not exactly killing it. Instagrams. I mean, they're a Instagram's fine. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the perfect time. Yeah. Maybe instead of MySpace, it could be something other space. Their space. Sound space. <laughs> Their space. Cloud space. Your oh, space. Your space. <laughs> wow. My space, your space. Well, anybody that's been quarantining alone this whole time knows what their space is all about. I know. They, they're all too, they know it all too well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to um, close out with your um, two tracks. There's a, a Rabbit Hole and Pacifica. You can find them on um, everywhere. Anywhere where you can find music. Chroma C. We've got Mike and Paul. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon.
Thank you for tuning in the JW Make-A-Wake Show. We got some uh, open mic out here on the streets. Here at 7 o'clock, so come on by. Oh, yeah. Or the 21st.
Brothers and sisters, just be thankful for what you've got, as little or as much as that may feel like. Be thankful for what you got was by Massive Attack. That is from the first album released in 1991, Blue Lines. Massive Attack was preceded by a track from the album, This Is For The White Of Your Eyes by Choir of Young Believers, and that was released in 2009. That track was, Why Must It Always Be This Way? Before that, from 2016, Bon Ivar, and the album was named 22 A Million, Bon Ivar's album of last year, and we heard 33 God. And before 33 God by Bon Ivar, we heard a track from the album Between Waves, also a 2016 release. The album Leaf is the artist, and Never Far was the song. I'm never far from you. Well, it's true that mutinyradio.fm is never far from you. And if you live here in San Francisco, we are quite near. So I would like to remind you to come on down here for the... 42nd annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, the first week of March, March 1 through 5. It's a great way to support the station and come to live events. Tickets are only $10. And you can support the station by continuing to listen to the morning train with your friend J.D. Buell. I appreciate it. Please share with Others, let's get a bit of rockin' now with Rocket from the Tombs.
Richard Lloyd, former member of television. That is from his album Real Time, believe it or not, recorded live at CBGB. And the track we heard was Pleading, Pleading with Richard Lloyd. Before that, Richard Lloyd as a member of Rocket from the Tombs, their 2011 album Barfly, and we heard the song Anna. We're going to move on now to the sounds of Gillian Welch. Said it's him on 
I stop dreaming, that's when I stop loving you. The Leuven Brothers song there, done by the Hayden triplets, that's Charlie Hayden's daughters Tanya, Rachel, and Petra. The Hayden triplets album was released in 2014, When I Stop Dreaming. Before that, from 2011, the album by Gillian Welch named The Harrow and the Harvest, we heard The Way It Will Be. And The Way It Will Be from here on out is that on the, music, on the morning train, we're going to 
move through a couple more sets before it's time to wrap it up for Brother Roman and the weekly report. So we'll get back to some more music here right after this. No, they don't bite. And, uh, (laughs) but then as you know, chinchillas or or mutated chinchillas like these, the blue mutants we call them. Is that because of their peculiar uh, coloration brand that makes them so rare? Uh, No, they were first crossbred or introduced, as we say, by Alistair Blue. A munitions, ex- a mutations expert, who's been into the raising of these little sweethearts. Oh, oh, careful there! Is he getting? Is he getting away? Uh, that's all right. We get a lot more of them, and they do that, and that's part of the fun of raising them. And they're very clean, clean animals. I wanted to ask about that. They're very clean. And if they do mess, as we refer to it, they'll do it in their little cages, and it doesn't make any difference. And they dig a little hole for it. <laughs> Is that uh, what this one's doing here? Can we? Could we get a close-up no. of that? No, no. No, this one's just trying to get away. <laughs> Uh, that, that's his mate over there. That's the one they're trying to catch. Well, look at that. They just caught it. Uh, oh, that's... Our floor manager just told me they stepped uh, on it. That, that's, a, that's a female. That's a squirrel, as we say. Those bright colors around the snout. Nose rings, we call them. They differentiate between them. And, of course, you just cover them up with this nair guard, and they won't breed. They can't breathe? No, no, no. They can't breathe. <laughs> There's one crawling up my leg. But, uh, seriously, Brad, Ken, we want them to breed as much as possible and this guard is only used of course when you're away on vacation you know and it becomes inconvenient ah. for them to uh, 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 Brad now how did we let's go over to that demonstration oh, you sure. to well I'm gonna show you how absolutely trouble free these little animals are back here <laughs> if you have kids like I know I have You'll want to watch this very carefully now. Uh, we got a big close-up right there of the little... <laughs> if it doesn't, he's still here. Yep. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to put out this lighted cigarette on this chinchilla now. <laughs> there. Now, you, see, you can see I'm just letting it burn there. It doesn't harm the coat at all. Oh, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, how's, how's it's still smoking there. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, how's, how, is this, uh, how is this possible, Ken? Well, Brad, <clears throat> this chinchilla is entirely synthetic. That's, that's fantastic. And with these little fellas raised in your spare time in the playhouse or the garage or the slaves' quarters, you'll be making hay while the sun shines and at midnight, too, with mutant well, blue. thank you. Thank you, Brad. And you two little... What's his name? Doesn't have a name. They're all the same. Oh, well, thank you. Just a moment, we'll tell you the numbers to call.
Sitting on top of the world. She's gone, but I don't worry. Neither does Vassar Clements and his many friends who contributed to the album Hillbilly Jazz, which came out in the 1970s. David Bromberg, Vassar Clements, DJ Fontana, many others given us a nice country swing version of Sitting on Top of the World. Before that, the Fire Sign Theater, friends, and the Chinchilla Show, a selection from their early radio program that is not to encourage any mistreatment of animals. After all, those chinchillas were entirely synthetic, but I don't want anyone to think that I'm advocating cruelty to animals. Just a fun little piece from the... Uh, probably 1969. Thank you, Firesign Theater. Thank you, Vassar and friends. Let's go now to George Jones and Melba Montgomery. I know why.
fast as I can Try to make something honest With my own two hands And I ain't got the breath To say another bad word So if I ever said it wrong Won't you forget What you heard This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf with J.D. Buell. Thank you for joining me today. That was New Music 2016 album Midwest Farmer's Daughter by Margot Price. And the track was The Hands of Time, Margot Price. Before that, from 1963, George Jones and Melba Montgomery with their rather sad lament, let's invite them over. (laughs) Strange, strange times is uh, being in love with another couple. But those were the swinging, swinging 60s, and uh, that kind of thing was showing up more and more often in country music. George Jones and Melba Montgomery. Let's invite them over. Let's invite Grant Green now to come in and give us some groovin'. Thank you. 
me heal you, actually. Oh, what's going on? I just wanted to heal you and before the, we stop The you twitchy know, world. A little are we twitching? Not yet. We drank a lot of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I'm twitching too. A little twitchy. I am very twitchy. Feeling the twitch right now. Oh, goodness. Two minutes. How does that sound? How does it sound? It sounds fantastic. How does that sound? That sounds even better. How does that sound? Oh, I love it. I cannot wait. How does this sound? <laughs> All of the many, so many foxes in the cage. I cannot wait. I should not waste all this. We still have two minutes until we are live. I don't know. I do not think so. Because I'm just so happy this. Une minute. En français. <laughs> We are live in one minute. <laughs> Do you want this broadcasting? Yes. <laughs> no. Ridiculous. We'll always have Paris. We'll always. We will always have Paris together. Here we go in less than a minute. Welcome, my friends and foes and fans. It is time on the Mutina Radio FM and the Twitch channel Green Rex for Animal Style. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Here we are. We are the Flying Fox K. 